feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to talk a little bit more about George Santos because I also have an interesting rumor which I'm going to share with you about someone else's name that is in the hopper who is awesome. Uh, we are also going to talk later on in this hour about the White House really waffling on Israel and how dangerous this is for the world. Now there are reports that John Kirby and others publicly and privately and Blinken publicly and privately, many different versions, basically also publicly alluding to go slow to Israel. Israel is trying to wipe out Hamas and they are dealing with the propaganda war and everything else. And now they've got the White House. Seems like they are going really wobbly and it makes you wonder what else are they saying behind the scenes? Are they saying, hey, maybe we won't give you the aid or maybe we'll pull the ship if you don't do this? What they're saying publicly is really all this moral equivalency. They keep talking about uh, making sure people in Gaza this and we're saying, Israel, you shouldn't do what you did in the north. Uh, they sure don't seem like they are supporting Israel to its fullest. And that is damaging right now. And here is John Kirby, who is the spokesperson there, one of them for the National Security Council. And this is what he had to say publicly, which already doesn't sound good for Israel. Take a listen. We have been very consistent and clear with our Israeli counterparts that uh, we do not support uh, a move to the south unless or until they have adequately accounted for the protection of innocent human life, civilian life in southern Gaza with the understanding that there's a whole heck of a lot more innocent civilians in southern Gaza than there were a week or two ago because the Israelis opened up corridors for them to move south. And a lot of the Hamas also moved south. And Israel's also putting out flyers tonight, and they have an app where they also have a website in Arabic saying, hey, everybody, here's good people, here's where you should move to because we're going to hit this area because it's Hamas targets. And they're saying, why aren't the Palestinian people mad at Hamas that Hamas reneged on the deal? And Hamas is keeping them there as human shields. Boy, America has to, like, put on its big boy pants and start playing a leadership role because this is so downright dangerous. And we're going to be talking about that later on in the hour. Meantime, we are talking about George Santos, who got the boot today. And here's just a little bit of George Santos when he was on with the great John Katsimatidis last year. Listen to what he said in the interview. I'm not a criminal, not here, not abroad, in any jurisdiction in the world have I ever committed any crimes. To get down to the nitty and gritty, I'm not a fraud. I'm not a, a criminal who defrauded the entire country and made up this fictional character and ran for Congress. I've been around a long time. I mean, a lot of people know me. They know who I am. They've done business dealings with me. 
And we just talked to somebody who did do that, and they were like, whoa, this guy was nutty. And they said it was good that he got ousted. And the Democrats are already smelling blood. They're thinking, boy, if we could try to get that seat, because the margin is so tight in the House. And here is Jamie Raskin, of course, who was on the January 6th committee. And remember, Jamie Raskin and some others questioned electors a number of times when they were losing. And then they were in charge of the January 6th committee and wondering why Trump and others were questioning electors. Uh, Boy, is that the pot calling the kettle black. But here's Jamie Raskin. Listen to his analogy. Of course, everything is blaming Trump, Trump, Trump. This was a Republican motion. You understand those were Long Island Republicans who led the drive to expel George Santos. Those were not Democrats. Uh, who brought that motion up. The second thing is, is should we do a better job on researching uh, Republican candidates and those who lie, cheat, and steal? Yeah, we should be. And in fact, where did George Santos get the idea that you could lie, cheat, steal, and convert public or campaign resources to personal use in the Republican Party? Where did he get that idea that that was okay? Probably from Donald Trump. Yeah, everything is Donald Trump's fault. I mean, this is so crazy, but you can just see that they're going to try to use this strategy any way they can. By the way, uh, I just heard from my buddy, John Tobacco, of course, great host uh, and great political expert about another great political guru and also host, Kara Castronova, uh, apparently has been talking and it looks like she is throwing her name in for the George Santos seat. First of all, I love Kara. She is an amazing woman. Uh, she's a great athlete, a great host, a great political activist. She has been one of those folks who's been a real fighter for those people who have been locked up after January 6th. Many of them who have been held for, you know, crazy, crazy reasons. Uh, she's been just such a good fighter for justice and so much. And I say bravo to her. I wish her luck. And can't wait to hear more about it. But it sounds like she is throwing her name into the ring, uh, according to John Tobacco. And boy, that would be really, really great. She is terrific and somebody who really fights for good causes and the kind of person that you want in Congress. So we're going to be following that very, very closely. Bravo to great Castro, Kara Castronova, who I love and adore. So can't wait to follow that race. And that would be really amazing to see her in the halls of Congress, who is definitely a fighter for justice and also somebody who stands up for what she believes in. And that's the kind of person that we need there in Congress. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Josh on line three. Josh, your thoughts about all this stuff with Santos? Uh, Right, Rita. The thing is, two weeks ago here in San Francisco, they toasted the Chinese communist serial leaders, uh, serial killers, and they uh, they had the streets with ammonia bleached right through the whole streets for them, toasting them after they killed a million Americans. It's sick what goes on out there. Santos is a con man. He played right into the Republican establishments. You know, uh, he fit the bill. He's, he was the perfect character for them. He also ran before, the two years before, and lost. So he's been out there for a while. Nobody looked at him. He fitted the bill for the Republicans. 
They, they're a bunch of clowns, the establishment, Republicans. And when you are clowns, you get clowns just like Santos. But he's a con man, flat out a con man. But the problem is in this country, it's the American people. Not everybody is going to join the real, true conservative patriots. That's why they have to demand legal and illegal immigration, stop cold. Also, affirmative action race quotas has to be ended on all levels. president can pull it out by executive order on the first day he comes in, whoever the Republican president is. Then you'll send a clear signal. Because to me, the establishment is in clearly in charge. When you see the borders wide open, them toasting the Chinese communist serial killers in San Francisco, the city by the bay. And when you see that in affirmative action running wild, you say one or two wrong things at work, you get fired. Establishment is fully in control. Well, and Josh, by the way, uh, that's why you need courageous people who are there and are in Congress and speak their mind, because there's a lot of mess going on right now, to your point. And you definitely need somebody who can clean up the mess. You need like a bulldozer to kind of go through it all, because, boy, is there a lot of uh, a lot of stuff there uh, that needs to be wiped out. And you need courageous people and gutsy people and people who are in it for the right reasons. Uh, so I agree with you on that one. Uh, let's go to Al, line four. Al, what do you think? Oh, hi, Rita. You know, Rita, I was disappointed uh, when the tri-state uh, Republican congressional district in New York uh, voted to oust Santos. I'll tell you, you know, I always had high regards for no- Nicole Maliotakis. Maliotakis, yeah. Yeah, Maliotakis, who represents Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn. I always had high regards for her. And I-, I thought it was a little bit overreach for them to get rid of Santos. Uh, you know, we all knew Santos won't be reelected. He announced he wouldn't run again. He wouldn't have a chance anyway. But I think uh, they should have just let him serve his, out his term. Because uh, I think what's going to happen now is in a special election, you might have a guy like uh, Swozy, who was a congressional Democrat in the past. You know, he was a congressman. You might have him take that seat back. And uh, this was could have been prevented. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I hear what you're saying. On the other hand, if, say, he was about to be convicted, I mean, I thought it was an interesting point that if you look at the time frame, he's been charged. He says he's not guilty. But if he were to be convicted, then it really would be a mess. And then it would be like, God, they held on to this guy. He got convicted. Say that all happened before the election in 2024. Then they would have a narrow time frame, at least now. They have enough time to say, hey, listen, first of all, many Republicans voted him out, so they can't say that they didn't try to get rid of him. That's one. And they can also now get somebody in who gets comfortable with the seat. Uh, but it is going to be it's going to be a fight. I mean, there's no doubt you brought up Tom Swazi, former congressman. There's going to be a lot of Democrats. I brought up also Kara Krastronova, who's an amazing person. So it, it, there's going to be it's going to be some good qualified people getting in the race. Um, and I think whoever gets it, they have obviously a leg up, you know, for the general election when it actually comes up because it's only, they only hold it. They're a placeholder until the, the next one comes, but at least it could help. But, you know, but holding him and what if he got convicted of all this stuff? Then it's like egg on their face that they kept the guy, um, an egg on their face. And what does it say about their standards that they would kind of turn a blind eye with so much stuff? I mean, it, that's why, you know, from the beginning, it was like, what is this guy doing here? But then, you know what? I also think it's open to Pandora's box. I'm not happy with the idea that now they can say, well, you know what? Maybe we don't like this candidate or we don't like this person or we don't like this member. 
I think it does open a really dangerous slope to get rid of people that haven't been convicted. Maybe there's some way their their uh, processes could get expedited so the the public isn't left hanging. But I think it's a dangerous uh, process because, you know, just because you don't like somebody, get rid of them. So you don't like them. Sometimes there's huge majorities in houses. Right now it's not. But what if they have all the votes to just get rid of? Oh, I don't like that Republican. I don't like that Republican. Or I don't like that Democrat. We're entering really dangerous territory. Um, so this it's a tricky one regardless. But, boy, there was he certainly uh, had some colorful lies along the way. Uh, he says uh, fabric ex- exaggerations. I'm trying to remember the word he used, the politically correct word, Al. Let's go to Tony, line five. Tony, your thoughts. What do you think, Tony? It's so funny because it's so funny because we've heard the word fabricating, flamboyant, clever. I mean, we're dealing with a president like that. But all kidding aside, uh, Congressman Chip Roy really hit the nail on the head when he said that to do this legal thing by people who are not lawyers, and he's a lawyer, by the way, from Texas. So this whole precedent that they're doing without any legal premise is really not legal. That's number one. Number two, looking at Congress. There's been a study that over 58% of them are guilty of what you call insider trading. And Congressman Chip Roy was the congressman who's trying to revise that because they've gotten away with murder and made lots of money on deals where they sit in on committees uh, and they make money from hearing insider information, which, you know, is. If you work in a brokerage house or certain firms, you have to sign papers that you and your family can't do trading that way. And Chip Roy, Congressman Chip Roy, is trying to revise it. Yeah, and they're all so, fighting against it. That's the irony of it all, Tony. Just like you said, they're all fighting against it because they're all making the money. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I mean, how many of them get out and they suddenly have all this money suddenly? And it's like, boy, God, they did well on that uh, you know, public salary that isn't so big. Uh, so you're right. I mean, there's a, there is a lot of insider stuff. And the other thing, Santos is also saying, Tony, that he's planning on blowing the lid on a lot of people. He's like, uh, he even said, uh, his words, not mine. He said, well, a lot of them are sleeping with lobbyists, uh, going out till all hours of the night. And some of them are married and I can't wait to start to tell all. So this is going to get, this is going to get wild. He, and he said, you know, you can all go to blank. Uh, to hell with all of you when he was leaving. So uh, he sounds like he's ready to like rev up and, uh, you know, unload all the juicy stuff on Capitol Hill. So they're an insider trader, trading maybe the least of it. (laughs) 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. So what is ahead for now? Former Congressman George Santos, he becomes the third member of Congress in American history to be expelled 
three of them were Confederates. <laughs> so that kind of uh, eliminates that one here. And then the other two were convicted of crimes. He was not, even though he's charged with a lot. And the allegations against him are absolutely damning, not just here, but also in other countries, too. But still, he hasn't been convicted. And he's saying, what about Jamal Bowman? What about all these others? What happened to them? Why are they still here? And why am I gone? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank, line five. Frank, what do you think? Hi, Rita. Um, I'm actually probably one of the few callers that live in um, his district. And while I wasn't happy with the revelations of his lies, he actually did a pretty good job in terms of his voting record and some of the, of the things he did locally here. And I'll give you a, a quick example. Um, in the Douglaston area, we've had a lot of issues with these Chinese massage parlors that are basically fronts for prostitution. And often they're on streets where there are either schools or daycare centers, things of that nature. And Tom Swazi, Tom Swazi, Tom Swazi never did anything about it. And George Santos's office responded within the first month he took office and had several shut down. So a, a lot of folks like me, we will not be supporting the next GOP candidate. We feel betrayed. We feel like that they eat their own, and and uh, that's about it. We're tired of them. Oh, that's interesting. Frank, thank you. That was really interesting to hear that uh, he delivered the goods and was helpful uh, from a constituent standpoint. Interesting to hear. Uh, let's go to Joaquin, uh, Pennsylvania. What do you think? You know what, Rita? I, I, I agreed with Frank. But I actually want to thank Stuart because he did change my thinking. And, Frank, please think about this. Stuart made, and I hope you hold me over to talk about Israel. Stuart made a lot of sense, okay, the reason why they do have to get rid of him. Because this is a chess game. We have to stop the Democrats. And, Rita, the lady that you're talking about, Kara, and her interest in the injustices of January 6th really sparked my interest in her. And she sounds like a real winner. Yeah, okay. she's she's great. I can just tell you she is a fighter. Uh, she's one of those people who's never afraid to take on the fight for what she believes in and really is just a, just a citizen activist, which is really the kind of person I think you want in Congress, too. So uh, keep an eye out for her for sure. Kara Castronova. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, and talk about a whole bunch more Israel and a lot more. After the break, everybody, 1-800-848-9222. Rita Cosby is on. The Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, uh, I always love sharing this. This is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment, which is my favorite organization ever. They do so much for our American heroes, of course, our veterans and our first responders. And this story tonight coming from Wahoo, Nebraska. I love the name of that. Wahoo, Nebraska. Three military veterans were honored last week at a special Saunders County, Nebraska Veterans Ceremony. The event was held at a Veterans Memorial Club and has become very well attended, providing what veterans service officers call a family atmosphere. 
this month's event honored three different veterans who were awarded certificates of appreciation for their service to our nation. Each one was introduced and honored to a big, big, massive crowd. One of them was veteran Julie Phelps, who was from the area there, and she served in the Air Force from 1990 to 1992, and she hails from a small town in Iowa. She told the crowd, when I was a junior in high school, I decided enough of this little town, so I made my school graduate me earlier so I could leave and serve our nation and enjoy the world. She did her basic training at Lockland Air Force Base in San Antonio, where she says she met people from all walks of life. Following her basic training, she went to Fort Dix, New Jersey, where she trained to become part of the base's ground defense force. She also then did work as security at the base and also was sent ultimately to Okinawa, Japan, Seoul, South Korea, and many other hotspots around the globe. And by the way, after she left, she became a law enforcement officer. So continued to serve the community, both during her time in the military and afterwards. And it's beautiful to see veterans like her and so many others being recognized and heralded from people of all walks of life. And everybody, all it takes is $11 a month. Just donate $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All you have to do is go online, go to t2t.org, t2t.org. Over 40,000 veterans are experiencing homelessness in the United States. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation launched its homeless veteran program last year to combat this injustice. The program provides housing and comprehensive support services to military veterans nationwide. In 2023 alone, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing to over 3,000 veterans. Join the foundation on its mission to end veteran homelessness by donating $11 per month. Head to T2T.org to donate and learn more. That's T, the number two, T.org. And we absolutely love the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Be sure to check it out, T2T.org. And everybody, we're talking a little bit more about George Santos because everybody's buzzing about this and the expulsion for what is now setting up a very competitive special election. And the word is it's going to be in February. According to multiple reports, the governor gets to call a date. And then whoever holds it, holds it until the full election, the general election, which will be as normal in November. But it is very important, especially think about if Republicans were not in charge of the House and they only have, remember, a four-seat margin. Now it's a three-seat margin because Santos is gone. But if the Republicans were not in charge, well, guess what? There'd be no election. There would be no investigation into the impeachments. There'd be no investigation into Hunter Biden. There'd be no impeachment investigation into Mayorkas, which is now underway. I mean, there's so many of these things that just never would happen. The Democrats would say, nah, 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 nah. We would only hear these one-sided things like the January 6th committee, which has just been a joke. And speaking of the January 6th committee, Jamie Raskin was on it. And, of course, he chimed in about George Santos. Take a listen to what Democrat Jamie Raskin had to say about that. In Congress, if you've done something like 
stolen from the Congress or had sex with a page, if you look at the uh, cases historically, you don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it happened. You, we use our common sense to say that we believe as a civil matter this took place. We don't need a conviction of 12 people, a jury of their peers. Now, of course, it's sufficient, but it's not necessary. Yeah, he's like, just throw the book at him. That sounds like somebody who's really been fair for justice all along. This is the guy who was on the January 6th committee who was like, yeah, we don't need to see more. Let's just uh, go after Trump and everybody else. No big deal. Next. And now we find out that some of the tapes are missing. Some of the documents are missing from the January 6th committee. You should be keeping that, especially as a course of record. You're supposed to legally keep it. And suddenly it's just gone. No big deal. And we're seeing that some people may have altered their testimony. We had John Solomon earlier in the day and we were talking with him. Cassidy Hutchinson, he says that she changed her story. Very different what she said privately than publicly and then tried to change her private comments to match her public ones. According to what John Solomon was saying, that doesn't sound good. So, you know, these people can't wait to throw the book at somebody. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Victor in Connecticut. Victor, your thoughts about Santos? I'm probably one of the few that uh, think that the whole uh, uh, impeachment or or expulsion uh, was was wrong. Because what gets me is the Congress is treating this like a a social club. When, uh, uh, like the Masons, they have uh, uh, certain procedures for disciplining people. Uh, verbal uh, 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 reprimand, formal censure, and then expulsion. But the difference is the Masons vote the person in and the Masons can expel a person out. In this case, they had no authority to do that. The, 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 they did, uh, the, the, the people of the district should have the authority to uh, get rid of the, uh, this, uh, this person. I mean, uh, um, uh, it's like in the, in the Bible where it talks about, you know, uh, judge that I should be judged for you see the speck in someone else's eye, but fail to see the beam in your own eye. Yeah. And you by know? the way, and by the way, Victor, we just heard from somebody who was a constituent of George Santos who said that he did a good job. So, I mean, I agree with you. I think there's something wrong about putting the position to see these members of Congress, especially as some of them have become just so disgustingly political. I mean, the the way that they handled, say, the January 6th committee was so, like, blatantly political. The way they're going after Trump, the way they're doing a lot of the stuff right now. Do you want them to be deciding, them to be the judge and jury? I think that's a great point that you're making. I 1,000% agree. Let's go to Sandra, line one. Sandra, your thoughts? Oh, good evening, Rita. I have mixed feelings on this uh, incident because I was an executive recruiter in accounting and finance. And when people came to see me and I sent them out on interviews before I did, I checked their credentials. Either I would ask that they bring me proof of where they went to school. And if they didn't, I often checked myself because I wanted my credibility to be intact. But going forward with him, I personally, I know this is against what I did all my life. I feel that I'm going to miss this colorful character. I believe that if he was given a chance, he, he everyone knew he lied. He knows that everyone knew. And I think going forward, maybe he wouldn't lie anymore. And like that man said before, he was doing a good job. So, and also maybe he would bring good to the table in the Congress going forward. I feel, I'm sorry that he didn't get a second chance. You know, 
he was a good dresser. I'll give him that. He was yeah. a Genesee dresser. <laughs> and, and, he, and he looked good. He, had, he looked good in a, a dress, too, from what I saw from Brazil. You know, I mean, I, I like your analogy, Sandra, that he was a colorful character. We definitely uh, you won't have George Santos to kick around anymore. right? <laughs> Sandra, thanks so much. Uh, let's go to Dave. Line three. Dave, what do you think? Hi, Rhea. Thanks for taking my call. Well, my thoughts are, you know, as inappropriate and unusual and somewhat of an oddball uh, George Santos actions were. I mean, his actions to me are are equivalent to playground mischief when you compare it to Eric Swalwell, who was having an affair with a China Chinese spy, compromised national security. How he is still in Congress is beyond me. His, his recklessness far endangered our country and violated our interests more than George Santos. And, and, and by the way, Dave, I'll do one better. Um, he also got put, remember, he got put on, on like committees, like he almost got a promotion from Nancy Pelosi right after that. So you bring up a great point. It's like, uh, you know, the standards sure seem different on the other side. And that's why I, I agree with you. I have, and I think it's very dangerous when you see some of the other stuff that other people are doing. And I don't like him lying to constituents. I don't think it's right. I think there's something so unsavory about it. I think, you know, the American public and everybody deserves better. But I also think that there's a lot of mud there. And just like you talked about, that whole thing with uh, the Chinese spy and Swalwell. Um, didn't Swalwell like kind of uh, – he had a uh, – how do you describe it? Sort of a personal reaction on the air. <laughs> do you remember that? It was like, oh, like it was in the middle of an interview. It was like, what was that sound? Uh, but that's a whole other story. But Swalwell definitely – has a lot of stuff. Um, and there's some others, too, that have some very interesting stuff in their background that seem that they get a free pass. And there, there's something wrong with that. Let's go to Chris, line one. Chris, uh, what do you think about Swalwell and Santos? Uh, not too much to say on Santos, but as far as, uh, I mean, uh, Swalwell, but as far as Santos, uh, you know the saying, uh, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, dogs lie with dogs, in my opinion. They all lie, steal, and cheat. And what's the difference if there's one more? You know, at the end of the day, he's a Republican. I understand what you're saying about um, maybe if he gets convicted, we lose the seat and it comes to a vote. But until we do something about our election integrity, that's going to be a gamble in every aspect, right? Well, that's the issue um, that, I mean, obviously it's a narrow majority, but you do want people of integrity. But I, 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 some the judge and jury doesn't necessarily have integrity. That's the issue that I have here, and that's why there is a huge problem with that. Let's go to uh, Danielle, line two. Danielle. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Um, so can you hear me? Yep, I do. What do you think? So what? What I think? Listen, was it was it was it right for him to lie and do whatever he did? No, it wasn't. But at the end of the day, he is a Republican and. They should all stick together. The Democrats, they all stick together. So even if, you know, because they only doing that because they want the seat. They want to have that vacant seat so that they could, you know, have, the, you know, have the majority. That's number one. Number two, what about all the things that Rashida Tlaib and all of them did with the Palestinian flag, pro-Hamas? Uh, pro like, what kind of message is that? All the things that they say, you know, when they're having meetings in Congress. I mean, you know, you're saying all these, you know, 
nasty things and and then all of a sudden you're gonna you know start picking on him when they should look at their own backyard you know what i mean it's like so twisted and it's not you know it's not right and i'm really scared for our future honestly because we're in communism right now we really are yeah and, and, and right and kids. right and do you want to deciding uh the fate of these other people uh heck no you bring up a great great point danielle because the last thing you want is that loony uh, out there, and she's going to go out there and decide. Okay, well, uh, I don't like this person, right? I mean, uh, there is so much in her background, and even a couple times when they tried to censure her, remember they had a couple difficult uh, experiences where they couldn't get it. You know, the Democrats wouldn't vote it. I'm like, wait a minute. Here's somebody who's like, you know, bashing America, bashing Israel. She wouldn't vote uh, to say that Israel has a right to exist. It was like a trick question to her. And she's still there in Congress. Jamal Bowman pulls, you know, the fire alarm and he's still in Congress. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, before we go, I want to talk about Israel, too, guys, because uh, still the bombing has now been underway. That fragile truce is done. Uh, and right now they're still talking. But we just got an update a little bit ago. 17 kids and women, according to Israel, they believe are still held hostage out of 136 people total that they still believe are still held hostage. And they say that Hamas reneged on the deal to hand over all women and kids. And it's getting really ugly. And now we're also hearing clearly that the Biden administration doesn't seem to be backing Israel. The Biden administration's got to grow a spine. They are not doing anything to condemn these disgusting protests that we've seen all over the place, including the ones we saw this week at the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I mean, come on, you know, at shoppers. Uh, I mean, these people have no limits at Rosalind Carter's funeral. There's like no barriers for these people. It's disgusting. In the middle of this all, though, good news. Mia Shem, she is this 21-year-old woman. And who could forget This is when Hamas put her on videotape begging for, you know, saying, bring me home, begging to get out of there. She was the first one sort of used as propaganda by Hamas. Remember this moment. I just ask that you bring me home as soon as possible to my family, she says, to my parents, to my brothers. Please get us out of here as soon as possible. And her mother that day, can you imagine a mother watching that, knowing your daughter, your beautiful daughter is held captive by Hamas? This is what her mom had to say. I saw my baby on television. I saw she's alive. I didn't know if she's dead or alive until yesterday. All I knew is that she might be kidnapped. I'm begging the world to bring my baby back home. Begging, and luckily yesterday, Mia Shem, 21 years old, made it home alive. You can see her arm was still all covered. It had clearly been seriously injured, they think broken, uh, during what happened to her. But she is alive. So there's some great news coming from Israel. But still, right now, they are pummeling Hamas. And also, Hamas is firing into Israel. So what is wrong with our president that he doesn't seem to be putting on any force. And we're hearing that even publicly, he's criticizing Israel saying, don't do what you did in the North, what you're going to about to do in the South now, like make sure 
that you're careful about a civilian protection program. Give me a break. Israel is trying to eliminate Hamas. Can you imagine if they said that to us after 9-11? And listen to Kirby again. This is what he had to say. This is John Kirby, spokesman there at the National Security Council at the White House. We have been very consistent and clear with our Israeli counterparts that uh, we do not support uh, a move to the south unless or until they have adequately accounted for the protection of innocent human life, civilian life, in southern Gaza. With the understanding that there's a whole heck of a lot more innocent civilians in southern Gaza than there were a week or two ago because the Israelis opened up corridors for them to move south. That is so disgusting. Here is a spokesperson at the White House telling Israel how to wage war, and Israel still has all those hostages. They are still under threat. Hamas just came out yesterday and said they're going to attack over and over again, that October 7th was just a dress rehearsal. How dare this president? He is so spineless. And I keep thinking about the way he pulled out of Afghanistan, the way he said a minor incursion, and then suddenly Russia went into Ukraine. And here we are at this moment where Israel was on the verge and trying to do some things and trying to eliminate Hamas, and they're fighting with one hand tied behind their back. This president is so spineless, and he is leading us to such a dangerous place. We're going to take your calls after the break. one 800 848 9222 and you're listening to the Rita Cosby show. You're listening to the Rita Cosby show. It's the Rita Cosby show. This could be a tribute song to George Santos. Uh, Now he is gone, but does it set a dangerous precedent? And speaking of dangerous, I think Antony Blinken, our Secretary of State, what he has done publicly and also what we're hearing he said privately, basically saying to Israel, you don't really have the support to carry on this war for a lot longer. That is really damning. They are one of our greatest allies, and boy, are they trying to eliminate Hamas. And then they got Blinken, uh, Blinketing them. Uh, I'm going to make it a new verb because that's what I use for somebody who waffles and wobbles. Let's go to Susan, line one. Susan, I think this is so uh, outrageous. um, I feel that the administration is not spineless. I think they are resolute, and it is horrific in their attempt to undermine Israel, uh, Blinken is going as far as saying which kinds of bombs they can and cannot use. He says Israel is using two heavy bombs, not understanding that these bombs have to go subterranean. It's not just surface bombs. They have to go below to deal with these tunnels. You know, you bring up a great point. You're right. How dare he tell Israel how to wage war? How dare he at a time like this? Can you imagine them telling us after 9-11? You'd say, blank you.